Tristan, you want to read your commercial you wrote? It's good. All items at the Indian Mound Farmer's Market are from local sources. It's also a place to meet some really nice and fun people and bond as a community. It's fresh. All the delicious things at the market are items local farmers bring in from this season's harvest. Awesome products like eggs, pickles, they're the only pickles we buy, honey from Jackass Honey Farms, and jellies and jams. It's fun. They have arts and crafts, fashion accessories, and helicopter walks. Yeah! Yeah, come on out to Liberty Hill, Texas, and check out Indian Mound Ranch Farmer's Market. Welcome to Season 3 of the Wilderness Law Podcast. Yay! And we're recording. Okay. Good, good, good. Hello. Okay, I'm back in the Mary, on chill. The phone. Um, Tim, can you hear me? Oh, hold on. My phone's acting weird. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay. It was we're trying this little Bluetooth interface, hoping we get better audio quality on the recorded side. Cause we were trying to do it where we just like aim one of the microphones at the speaker element on my iPhone, and that was kind of wonky. I don't know that this is going to be any better, honestly. Yeah, I can hear you okay. A little quiet, but I can hear you. Okay, cool. And it's, yeah, it's like, so I can, so I have, like, the audio routed through my mixer, so I can hear you on my headphones, but you're hearing me through the microphone on my phone, which is, like, four feet away from me, so we'll see. Some of the words are kind of hard to understand. Okay, we'll try to be as clear as possible. And I know there's kind of a delay, so I'm gonna the kids are gonna have to know to like wait till you stop talking to start talking. Hi Tim. How are you? Good. Good. For the podcast we have you as a special guest and uh Mr. Rubber Lizard. Couldn't understand all that. Um we have two special guests for our podcast. You and oh. You and Mr. Rubber Lizard. Oh, you had two special guests. Yes. Um, everybody else is coming back. We are here together now. All right. So, we have on the podcast today Josie, who's mad because she can't find her chocolate milk, Marion, who's going to share her chocolate milk, uh, because we're working with a socialist chocolate milk system this morning. <laughs> and we have Tristan and Lane. And on the phone, we're going to try a phone podcast. Uh, which Tim! I think we have, yeah. Uh, so, Tim, you want to introduce yourself and tell a little bit about, uh, you know, GarQuest and all that? Good? I mean, we've had Marty on the podcast before. Yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, tell us uh, all about that good stuff. Okay. Uh, my name's Tim Jackson. I live up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, I guide for GarQuest, for Marty, do a lot of trip for him out of DFW, um, which takes up quite a bit of my time. I'm also, I work for a roofing and construction company. That's, that's my main, my main job that I do. I wish I could guide full time, but 
hasn't been able to get that accomplished quite yet. So, yeah, that's not an easy switch to make. I've looked, no. I've looked into it for uh, uh, like elk hunting and stuff, like what it would take. And I was like, oh, it's like a 15 year process, and you're going to be, you know, lower than minimum wage for the first seven to 10 years. Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah, so like uh, I mean, if you count all the hours that you have to put in, I mean, it's <laughs> more than just taking somebody hunting, you know? Yeah, no kidding. So, how'd you get into bow fishing? You know, I. I've been an outdoor guy since I was a little kid. I and I used to, I used to tinker around with bow fishing a little bit whenever I was, oh heck, probably elementary and junior high. I didn't have anything, you know, just made stuff myself. And uh, then I kind of got out of it, and and uh, uh, probably ten years ago, maybe a friend of mine had booked a trip with Marty and, and invited me to go. So. I went with him and was like, man, I no, I can't believe I hadn't been doing this, you know, and <laughs> I missed it. And so then me and my wife, we booked oh, several more trips with Marty just weekend after weekend after weekend. And and I think I just wore him out. And finally, he's like, man, why don't you just come down here and go fishing with me? So <laughs> we ended up, you know, we're like brothers now. I mean, we fight like brothers and we, you know, it's, it's uh <laughs> It's a pretty cool deal, you know. I love him to death. Nice. Yeah, uh, Tristan <laughs> has and Marion have been out with Marty, but Josie ha- isn't quite big enough yet. Daddy, yeah. my thing lost connection for a okay. second. Okay. I'll go fix it. There, Tristan's going to be my AV tech today. Well, A, we don't have no V. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess we're to from. Uh, okay, well, I have so to normally we record the podcast in my office, and I didn't have yeah. like zero cell phone signal in, in there, so we had to move <laughs> it to the front office in my building, and uh, oh, yeah. so we're having weird audio issues with. Uh, yeah, just stop messing with it, Tristan. No, that's no problem. <laughs> Sorry about all this, Tim. We're, no, it's fine. A little bit of growing pains. Tristan, quit messing with it. I said the word stop messing with it, so do that. <laughs> Daddy? Yes, ma'am. We once had my daughter Rapunzel on the podcast. Do you remember that? Yes, it's super important that we had your doll Rapunzel on the podcast. Well. So, all right. Oh, okay. I think we're good now. Now. Marion was just having trouble hearing in her headphones. Now we have Mr. Rubber Lizard right here. Yeah, it's something. Her voice just doesn't it doesn't come across very well over the microphone. Yeah, it's uh, she's kind of sitting lower, and so I don't know if the phone's gonna picking them up. So I might have to repeat uh, the girls' questions. It'll yeah. sound okay on That's the podcast, fine. and yeah, just uh, if you have trouble understanding them, just let me know, and I'll repeat the question. Okay, no problem. Assuming I was listening to them. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, um, so yeah, we've been, I know me and Tristan have talked about trying to go bow fishing up there where you're at just to try a different spot. And we've been talking a lot lately about uh, saltwater bow fishing because we, yeah, we enjoy it a whole lot. It's fun. And yeah, then, and then what kind of precipitated this podcast was uh, Tristan drew T 
tags or a tag for alligator in East Texas. And then I saw on Facebook that you had. And uh, so it just kind of was like a perfect storm of we get to talk about all this good stuff. Did you did y'all draw the same area that I drew? No, we drew in uh, Angelina. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, which, I didn't get that one. Which is kind of cool because uh, it is a uh, Angelina was a, a friend of mine that's a game warden. When he was a rookie game warden, that's where he was for the first like three three or oh, okay. four years. And so he knows a little bit about it. Yeah, I'm completely going in blind. <laughs> yeah, we have you ever gone after gator at all before? Never. I mean, I've seen them bow fishing in Louisiana and South Texas, and uh, you know, Marty's a nuisance gator removal or whatever you call them for the state. So oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, yeah, he went and did all his tests and got his license to that. So he's actually a nuisance gator removal remover for the state. So. Oh, nice. uh, he's 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 helped me out a little bit as far as talking to me and trying to give me some hints, but I mean, it can't be that bad. It's, I'm outdoorsy. I can I'll figure something out. Right, and our big deal is we got to get figure out a boat because I have like a little twelve foot John boat, but I don't have like a motor. And on our thing, uh, you know, like everyone, every, every like WMA is a little different on the rules. Uh, yeah, because ours specifically, basically, it's saying don't do anything but an outboard motor and prepare for like twenty-one mile trips. And yeah, see, I was going to use an airboat, but I can't do that. Really? Man, I be... don't think I, I need to call them. At, at I don't see where it says that. I mean, it just says no outboards. Um, so I don't know if they'll let me use one or not. I need to call and find out. I've got a buddy that, that'll take me out there, you know, with his. But mm-hmm. I doubt they'll let me, though. Yeah. Well, you never know. Um, I, and I don't really, I don't know the where some, all of the rules come from. Because I think ours specifically said no airboats. Yeah, they all just wrote different, and when you call, whoever you talk to will give you a different answer, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of been our experience, too, and some of it's just like they didn't change the text from the last five to ten years, and they, <laughs> even though they have a new biologist with different take yeah. on the situation. Um, I but, think I'm going to go with the strategy of bigger bait, bigger animal. There you go. Uh, yeah. Are you going to do try to do uh, oh, what you call it? Or just like chicken leg on a hook? Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try a, a whole chicken. Yeah. All right. That works. I don't know yet, but I think you know I, I'm gonna spend the day. What I, I don't think you get to hunt a lot of time. I mean, you spend most of the day in a classroom, and then you go out for a little while in the evening, and then you get the next morning. I think. Yeah, I um, think that's how I'm going to try to shoot one with my bow, and then right before dark, if I don't have one, I'm going to set the line out, I think. Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of my plan anyway, but we'll see how that works <laughs> out. I think that's what we're going to do, too. Uh, Tristan's got to get back into practicing with his bow, though, because uh, yeah. he, he's kind of sloughed off. And actually, I think he's grown enough over the summer. I need to – I'm going to end up having to – um, change the uh, draw length on his bow, and it's a he's got a diamond infinite edge, so I might change the cams to where it's the 
I like those bows. Those are good bows. Yeah, I like them a lot. Uh, I haven't d- used one for bow fishing yet. Uh, I've heard they're good for it, but I I've kept it on the you know you know regular you know, bow hunting settings. Yeah, my wife was using the uh, the diamond. One uh, was it? I think it was that same bow. She had it uh, set up for hunting, and then she did some bow fishing with it for a while too. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen guys that do. I I want to uh, mess. I've never gotten to shoot one of those uh, lever boat like a Oneida or a, I guess R- RPMs, the new one. Yeah, yeah, I've got a Black Eagle. I've got the uh, Oneida Black Eagle that I use a lot. How's that compare to like the PSE or? Uh, I mean, I I I love my PSEs, my mm-hmm. Discoveries. I mean, I. That's what all my client bows are, and I mean, PSE was, they've been good to us, you know, um, over the years, but my personal bow that I that I shoot whenever I'm fishing, you know, especially if I'm shooting against Marty, because we're so competitive with each other, <laughs> that uh, I shoot my Black Eagle, and half the time he'll make me leave it in the truck and make me make me shoot a Discovery like he is, but, uh, you know, the, they, they weigh a little more, but. It's just for some reason that I'm just so much more accurate with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, it just shoots really good. I mean, it's I sent it off and had a bunch of work done to it. And, uh, uh, there's not another one like it in the country. So. Yeah. I, I was but looking at really those. Good. Yeah, I was looking at those RPM nitros just um, really just because of the price point, but I haven't. I haven't yeah. been able to read a review of them that I really trusted. It's like the guys I see giving raving reviews are guys that are pro teamed and get you know yeah. free ones. And it, yeah, and I'm not saying not, that they're being dishonest. I just don't know them personally. Yeah, I haven't shot the RPM. Uh, to be honest with you, I do know that the uh, the Onadas. I know they've been around forever, and I know that that their quality is. Mm-hmm. And, yes, they are higher. Uh, but they've also got all the kinks worked out of all the Onatas, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's my biggest thing with the RPMs. I want to give it a year or two and see, because there's been a few kinks that they're having to change now, and, and let them get all that worked out. I mean, it's it's almost the same bow. Yeah. Um, so the Onatas are just, you know, uh, John Paul Morris just bought Oneida. Oh, really? Yeah, the uh, you know his dad owns Bass Pro Shops. Well, the John Paul, his son, he's done more for pro fishing in the last couple of years than anybody could ever imagine. I mean, some some of the largest tournaments ever ever existed. Yeah, um, and he's a big proponent of pro fishing, so he bought Oneida and uh, has really really stepped the game up with them. And, and, so uh, that's why all of a sudden their bows are available at Bass Pro. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just be- and mainly because of, of what he does for the sport of bow fishing and, and all of that, that's kind of why I support the Oneida side. Uh, yeah. Just because of what he does, it's nothing against RPM at all. Yeah, yeah, um, right. I just haven't, I haven't shown an RPM yet. Um, I've heard good and I've heard bad, so. Yeah, you know, uh, I want to. any bow to me, though, I, I, I'm not brand specific to the hunt bow. I go, I'll shoot four or five of them, whichever one I like best when I shoot. If you like it, good. If you don't, that's fine. You know, I like it. Right, yeah. I definitely want to try all of them. I want to try those, and I want to try, 
I've you know I've done the uh, discoveries with uh, Marty, and if if yeah. we've been talking about actually finally investing in some of our own bow fishing gear, and I'm probably going to start with a discovery, and then at some yeah. point move up to lever action. Well, I'll tell you, for the money, you can't beat the discovery tubes. I mean, it's a great bow. They're not they're not too expensive, mm-hmm. and they're extremely adjustable, and they're good for boys, girls, men, women. You know, I mean they. Just you can't go wrong with it. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, you know. Right? Have you uh, have you seen those uh, muzzy? We're doing a lot of tech talk. We'll, we'll uh, I don't know who all listens to the podcast. How big they they are into the tech talk, but yeah. I am, so they get to deal with it. <laughs> um, exactly. The uh, so I, I had seen the AMS big game. You know, like for going after shark or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. in areas where you can do that. And then I thought that was cool with the float. And then I saw on Instagram, oh, what's her name? Mo- Melissa Bachman? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, her, she had one, and I was like, what is that? And I looked it up in a, on the hashtags, and it said Muzzy. And it's their version of that, that big green one. I don't know if yeah, you've seen yeah. it. It's neat looking. Uh, yeah, but, I haven't used it, but I've seen it. I think that's what I'm going to end up getting for... If Tristan gets shows me that he's good enough with his bow to try that first on this gator hunt, yeah. I think that's what I'm going to get for him to try to go with. Yeah, they, they use those a lot on, uh, like, alligator gold and stuff, too. Yeah, that makes sense. I was talking, oh, what's the guy, uh, Marty's guy in south uh, Louisiana? Yeah. Um, God, y'all, I think, yeah, that, I was talking to him because I'd like to go after redfish and gar down there. Oh, I'm telling you, that Louisiana is awesome. Yeah, that's, that looks like a whole lot of fun. I saw how oh, so. you know, they, you can actually eat a lot of the fish you shoot there. You know, Texas has got it. There's so many, you know, Guides that get together and think, you know, like the catfish guys get together and think that the bow fishermen are hurting the catfish population, so they outlaw the bow fishing for catfish, you know. And yeah. and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, a guy can go out four, five, just say four people a day. Usually does he can do two trips a day? You know, that's a hundred catfish a day per, mm-hmm. I mean, per trip. Yeah. You know, and then but they think that we're hurting the population. But there's more catfish guys than there are bow fishermen that get involved in all the voting. So therefore, we're not allowed to shoot catfish in Texas. Right, and then you know, well, like Louisiana, they've allowed bow fishing for catfish as long as they've allowed bow fishing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so and you can shoot redfish there too. Yeah, and so I don't think they've hurt either of those fisheries. Yeah, those fish populations. So that the guides are just worried. You know, they were just worried that we were going to hurt their business, basically. And there's more yeah. of them than there is us. Yeah, and it, well, and I understand that fear at first, yeah. right? I mean, and that's their job, right? And you don't want to. Uh, yep, the, I get it. But, but now you know, education—that's the thing. Education. Exactly. So you need to. We need to be able to show them or show the, the shot callers. You know, Louisiana and all these other states have had. You know this legal for this long and their populations are just fine and oh yeah yeah i think i predict we'll see that swing the other way at some point in the yep. not too distant but, future but, but you know we 
Texas has so many stocking programs. You know, they stock catfish in all these lakes every year. Mm-hmm. You know, to make up for the for the depletion that comes out by the fishermen and the guides and this that and the other. You know, just to help to keep a, a healthy population. So, what would be the difference in in allowing us to be able to take some through bow fishing, which you're not going to take that many. I mean, I, I see catfish every now and then, but I don't see tons of catfish. I mean, mm-hmm. it, just, it just doesn't happen. Now, there are lakes where you will, but, you know, I just don't, we just don't have enough behind us to, to push it through. You know? Well, a lot of times they're not in the same spots uh, that the, you know, gar and stuff are in, or at the same depth. You know, a lot of the catfish I've seen when we've been out on bow fishing trips, you can't even, you know, they're too far down Yeah. to hit them. So it doesn't really, you know. Yep, exactly. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's special cases, but, yeah, for the most part, it's not. I don't see that it, for it to be a worry, honestly, but. Yeah, same here. You know, the Texas Bow Fishing Association has really, really tried and pushed for it, but it's just. To get people involved, it's just it's hard to get enough people together. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm a member of that. I can't remember. I know I've looked at it. I don't know if I actually pulled the trigger on that. Oh, you better be. <laughs> yeah, I need to be. If I hadn't, I'm real bad about you know thinking I joined a group and then looking at my email and like, oh crap, I never actually finished. The... Me too, because there's so many of them. I mean, you can oh, spend ten grand a year joining groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be real easy. <laughs> I think I'm on, you know, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Turkey, yeah, uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh. and if I don't have the sticker on my truck, I can't say for sure. <laughs> if I'm a for anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but we're doing. A... Tristan, you got any bow fishing or alligator questions? You're the one. You got to do this, boy. I know Marion's going to have some bow fishing questions. She was doing some research last night. Wait, no, I wasn't. Well, on your little, your notebook. Oh. Your bow fishing notebook. Marion has her a bow fishing notebook. Journal. Journal, okay. yeah. I, I was just writing down, you said you wanted to make your own company, so I was just writing down merchandise. Oh, you're working on that? Okay. Goofball. All right, Tristan. <laughs> You you better have some questions. You're the one that drew the tag. Tristan. <laughs> um. So the thing about the floats is like you like. I thought it was like you need to have like a couple of the float things so you can like hit the gator once and it. You use the drag and then you hit it again. Is that right, or do you just need one of the floats? Do you know? That's my question. I don't 100% understand your question. <laughs> the the float things that attach to the arrows that are used to, uh, they like detach from the bow and you use them to like wear the gator down. Do you? Uh, have to use multiple, or is it like built to just have to use one? That's my question. Do you understand? No. Does that make sense? Uh, like, do you hit it with one float and then chase that float down and shoot it with another one? Yeah, that's my question. Uh, I have a response to that. It is not a super educated response to that. Tim, do you got a better? 
Uh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. Question. He's so his question is: If you were to use like that muzzy or the AMS, the big game float on a gator, uh, do you think you would have to hit it with one and then chase that float down and hit it with another one? More than likely, yes. Um, Daddy. That's typically um, a lot of times I've seen people that have two different reel setups on their bow. They have one with the, the AMS with the float or the muzzy with the float, and then they also will have another, um, either another bow rigged up ready to go with a float and or just a reel with an arrow in it. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you get to that float and you grab it and he needs another one, you know, it's, it's better to give him one than, than to, to lose it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, thanks. And does yours, uh, I think this, on my, on, uh, well, Tristan's on the instructions for, it says you can dispatch it with a shotgun with birdshot in it. Uh, I don't uh, really understand the birdshot. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give them a call and get exact clarification because i I too am a little confused with that. Um, I was going to take unless, a slug until I read that. But it would have to be the duck shot. It could be lead, I would guess. Yeah, that'd be my theory too. So I, I don't know. I, I'm going to definitely. That's something I was going to call them a week or two ahead of time and get me some information mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know why you couldn't just have a pistol, but it says I guess you can't have that. So. Yeah, I'd heard somewhere that I can't before I put in for the tag, uh, you know, because when that comes live in what, yeah. what was it, late June, early July, I just put in for everything I can put in for. How many times did y'all put in for that before you got drawn? Uh, I think this was our third year. Oh, okay, because this is my second year to put in for. Okay. And it, it's either second or third, because I know one year I just put in for not really knowing how the point system worked. I just put in for some of the public land hunts, and then the next year I was like, oh, well, they're all free for youth, so I'll put in for all of them. Yeah, I, that, that's where I messed up. I didn't realize that, you know, I didn't put my wife or anything down. I just put my name out. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you put all them down, it's, is it like if you put three people, is it three times the amount, or is it just? You only get drawn those three people if there's three tags available. Or with adults, I don't know. I know with uh, Tristan, you know, I have to. Put, you have to put an adult on there. Yeah. And, and so I get the same point that he does. The same, you know, if I don't get drawn for X hunt, uh, huh. I, I get the same preference point for next year. But it all goes to zero if we get drawn for that the next year. Yeah. Yeah, mine already shows zero because I bought my permit. I, I look back, it shows zero preference points now. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then it's the ones I keep hoping for, the turkey hunts, you know, it's, uh, but those are real popular, it looks like. Um, every time you look at the stats at the end of the year. Um, and so, like, the, but the alligator ones are too. There's so few tags. I didn't think we'd ever draw alligator. And so yeah. it was really an exciting day when uh when that came across the email and i was try- like tristan was at a movie with his grandmother and i was blowing up his cell phone trying to tell him you drew a gator tag 
That's awesome. Yeah. Was... Yeah, it was my birthday. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. a good present. Yeah, I got the email on my birthday, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> my 40th birthday at that. Nice. There you go. So, so hopefully I can, I'd like to get something, you know, a good one, but you know how that goes. I don't know what the average um, taken in the in these areas has been. I know the success rate was pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know so. where we're at. I when I I emailed my friend that it was the game warden. He said last he heard there was a ton of gators where we're going. Um, I don't yeah, know what oh, that yeah. means as far as size or whatever, but he said there's a bunch of them. Yeah, that's the only bad thing. There's lots of them. You know, you. I know my luck. I'll catch a two footer. Yeah, right. I know, same here. Because it doesn't matter what size it is. If you catch it, it's yours. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of going bigger hook, bigger bait, and and uh, hope for the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to try that route anyway because I, I don't – I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to have a two or three-footer, but, I mean, I'd just do get a big one, but, you know. Right. <laughs> I think that I'm all going to be good eating regardless. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what we're looking for. If we do get a yeah. good size one, we're definitely going to try to uh, save the skin for something. I don't know what we do with it. Yeah, I haven't thought hard that far ahead yet. <laughs> yeah, mostly the, it's the meat. Mostly it's definitely what yeah. eating it. Uh, Tristan's a big fan of gator meat. And I am too. Uh, that's the part I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Ladies, y'all said y'all had some questions. Okay, Josie, ask your question. I'm probably going to have to. Repeat it uh, into the phone because you talk so quiet. Okay. Um, where oh, should you? Hold on, you're in mic four. Okay. There you go, Joe. Where should you? Where should you most likely shoot a gator? Could you hear that, Tim? I heard a little bit of it, but not repeat it. She's asking about shot placement on a gator. Where should you shoot the gator? To be honest, um, I have not done my research on it yet. I am assuming that you're going to shoot it as you would any animal, you know, behind the shoulder. But then again, because I don't know if you can penetrate their skull with the mm-hmm. with the with the bowfish there, you know. The guys maybe I've right seen the, do maybe it. right at the base of the skull at the neck. Um, That's I really kind haven't of... looked into it. That's what I've seen guys do is the neck, like the side of the neck, because uh, it's got that looser skin, and it'll, yeah, even if you don't kill it, you'll, uh, like the barb on your arrow will grab the inside of that leathery skin, yeah, yeah, is what it looks like from, you know, my extensive YouTube <laughs> research. And it might be one of those situations where, you know, you kind of shoot what you can. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, I would imagine it would probably be a, a neck or a little bit behind it because, you know, if they are in the water, that's about all you're going to be able to see. Yeah. Does that answer your question, Joe? I didn't so understand it. Shoot it in the neck. That's what I'd do. I think that'd be a good call. Yeah. The neck or back here. And, Josie, remember when we talked about shot placement on a deer? And it's behind the shoulder, one of those two spots. Marion, what do you got? Question wise. Trying to remember. 
She forgot her question, apparently. <laughs> All right, Tristan, big old gator getter. What do you What do you got? Why do you think they you, don't? It can be both fishing questions too. It doesn't have to just be gator. Well, this is a gator question. I am twelve. Twelve. Okay. Um, I have a question about like, why won't they just let you go after a gator with like a net and a shotgun? Because there wouldn't be any gators left. True. I don't know. Honestly, because, like, they definitely limit the tags. But when I was growing up, there wasn't any gators. You know, you never heard about gators, like, in any real numbers, even in no. East Texas. So they're, they're doing something right with the tag limits that they put on it. But, yeah, I don't understand. I really don't understand all of the the method limits that they have and it's just ignorant it's just me not knowing about it really yeah I, and i don't know if it's to keep you from you know with bird shot they don't have to worry about you shooting deer or any of that stuff or you know i don't know if it's something like that or just to me you know a slug would be a pretty good option but yeah that's what it seems like to me you know or a pistol or even a 22 that's what i mean yeah, I see a lot of guys in Louisiana doing it with twenty two. Yeah, I mean, you know, or a twenty two Magnum. That probably would be my that's my favorite round anyway. But mm-hmm. when I see guys in in Texas, like in the coastal uh, gator spots, that'll draw, and those are, as far as I know, really hard tags to draw. Uh, yeah, and they'll do it with a bow fishing bow, and then when it gets close, it's a forty five. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like neither of us had that on our paperwork, so I don't know if that's something that went away entirely or if that's just in that area or what. I Man, they take sparks a while. I've had some pretty strange rules and regulations sometimes that we may not come, that I definitely don't understand, but, you know, there's got to be a method and a mean to it. But Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's a lot of smart people, but... Uh, it's a, also a lot of people, and you mix the pol- politics in there. Yes, for sure. And that makes everything odd. Uh, and you know, red tape. Just and all like the stuff. alligator gar, you know, studies that they did. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they have no idea what they're doing when yeah. it comes to that. I mean, none at all. I know guys that have been alligator gar fishing for 30 years that know more than... Texas Parks and Wildlife, everybody combined, you yeah. know. I did. But they didn't really, but they wouldn't listen to to us, or not me, because I mean I'm not, but to the people that I do know, you know, that are yeah, that are basically alligator guard gods themselves. You know, they didn't want to take any information from them because we're not Texas Parks and Wildlife. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I need to. I'm hoping to get. So we have. So you're going to be our second podcast of this uh, season three, and uh, which starts the way we do our podcast seasons is they uh, basically line up with the Texas hunting season. So episode one of the season is the first week in September. Yeah, and uh, so you're going to be the second week in September and the first guy we recorded last week is Sean Oldenberger, who is the Texas parks and wildlife. Uh, he's the head of the dove program. Yeah. And, uh, I'm kind of hoping 
uh, he was a really awesome source of information and all, mm-hmm. and everything you'd want from a person in his position. Uh, but I'm also hoping that we can get somebody to talk to about stuff because I know they they do those. Uh, you know, I get the emails from Texas Park and Wildlife about the public forum thing they do like once a month. Yeah, but I'll look at the itinerary and it's almost. I don't know that I've ever clicked through on one and saw anything bow fishing related in those public uh, forum discussions. And yeah, you probably probably not. They, yeah. I mean, it's getting a lot bigger, but we're kind of, I don't know, just kind of pushed to the side a little, you know. Yeah, just it's not a mainstream sport for most people. Yeah, and just need more. Yeah, advocacy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, we definitely need need it out more, just just to get more people behind it and get this get get people to understand what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they see us out at night with all these lights, and they're like, "What are these people doing?" And, <laughs> you know, and, and and then you get these these few bad apples that'll dump fish where they shouldn't, or yeah, you know, and then it creates a it's just a horrible you know effect, and there's it's one of those situations that once once you get that negative connotation towards it, it takes it's a lot harder to to switch that person back over. Yeah, right. And it's just like any you know, a lot of non hunters think poachers count yeah. as hunters. Exactly. And you know, you know. any system can be corrupted by bad apples. It seems like, and yeah, and like say education. That's that's. Yep. For and, sure. And. Uh, yeah, because what is it? There's red snapper guides. They say like almost every year, Texas Parks and Wildlife guys they'll find some hole in the Gulf where guy you know less than reputable guides had dumped you know hundreds of red snapper, hoping to get the bigger one the next go. Right. And so yeah, it's yeah. So but yeah, like you t- talk about uh, Texas Bow Fishing Association, places like that. That's we definitely need to get more active. With groups yeah, like that, for sure. It's, you know the the Bow Fishing Association of America, the BAA. They they really stepped up their game. I mean they they do a lot. Yeah, I saw a lot of the activity from them on uh, on yeah, their I mean, uh, Facebook page and stuff. Yeah, they do a whole lot for the for the bow fishing community, which is which is a great thing to have. And I need to. Um, yeah, I need to look into getting some of them on the podcast because that'd be cool too. I talk, you know, and then uh, um, I'm a so I'm an archery coach for 4-H. I'm not super active, but uh, oh yeah, uh, here in Williamson County, and I was the guy Larry Highsmith, I believe, is still the head of 4-H shooting sports for the entire state of Texas. And I yeah, want to talk to him, and one of my like things on my itinerary of bullet points that I want to talk to him about is getting uh, bow fishing being part of the shooting sports for 4-H because educating yeah, the next would generation awesome. would really help further that yep. idea I think no. you know we set up at Cabela's a lot and um, you know and have a tank out with some, with some targets in it and let people shoot off the boat all the time yeah you know, several times a year we do, you know, the Bell County Expo Center for the boat show. And and we try to do as many of these educational deals as we can, you know. 
and it's not just about trying to get business. It's it's showing kids, getting kids involved, because kids nowadays need the outdoors. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all we all know that just from looking around. That you know, so whatever we've got to do to to try to get more children into the outdoors, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah. Whether it's fishing, hunting, hiking, bird watching, I don't, you know, whatever. Even just as simple as going swimming in the creek, you know. Yeah, no kidding. I know my kids spent, well, of course it's 100,000 degrees outside right now, but yeah, during the day my kids are on their uh, tablets. Of course, I, st- oh, yeah. I stare at a computer screen for work, so I ain't any better. Daddy, I have a question. You got a question? Yep. Marion, what do you got? The only place that I know where alligators and crocodiles live a lot, a lot, a lot, like they live in puddles, um, is Florida. She's saying the only alligators she knows about are in Florida. In Florida? Yeah, which I know is... I did see some alligators when I was in Florida. Did you? Good size ones? There's a lot. Well, I know there's that one that uh, ate a kid. what? There's that one that ate a kid in, at Disney World or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you would be surprised that uh, I would be willing to bet that, that uh, between Louisiana's probably got as many or more than Florida does, but. Texas has a lot of alligators in it. Yeah, nowadays it seems to more. I pay attention to it. Yep. I mean, Texas has a lot of alligators. People don't realize it, but there's there's a lot more than people know of. <clears throat> I mean, we've got them in the Trinity River. We've got them in DFW and a couple of lakes up here. They're all over South Texas, you know. Yeah. I've seen them in Coletto Creek. and We've, we've got a lot of alligators. Yeah, on Tristan. But that's because they're regulating them and they're, you know. They're building up the population, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but just, Florida does have a bunch of alligators, that's for sure. Yeah. Down yeah. Everglades. And Tristan, now that we know, now that, we're, now that I'm thinking about it with that one eating that little kid in Florida, maybe we should use your younger sister's bait on that hook. What do you think, Josie? You think you ought to be the gator bait? Scared. Daddy, what You're is scared. She- when is September starting? Uh, a week and a half or something like that. Good, because I thought since you were talking about... You're all right. Yeah, Marion's excited about September starting because that's when her birthday is. And the smoke yeah. expires on September 1st. She's a goofball. It's almost yeah. dove season. Yeah, it is. Marion gets to go dove hunting with us for the first time this year. So All right. She gets to watch us miss a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, you're bad. You're bad, Daddy. Yeah, I'm not terrible. You always good. have to start out being the bird fetcher. Mm-hmm. That's right. Daddy. What do you got, Josie? I have a question. You got a question, Josie? Now let us hear it. Should you most likely shoot um, an alligator in Florida or Texas? Uh, she's asking, would you rather shoot an alligator in Florida or Texas? No, we're well, more... Which one would I rather do? Yeah. That's wh- how I'm going to interpret her question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I, I would rather shoot one in Texas because this is my home state. That's my feeling as well. 
No, I mean, like, which one's better <laughs> to shoot in? Which one do you think is, be- like, easier to shoot an alligator in? Well, since we have tags in Texas, I'm going to say Texas. I say Florida. Because <laughs> I ain't even never, I've never put in for a tag in Florida. I do, well, I would. Have, I've got a buddy that's got tags. Uh, the guy that I went fishing with last week, actually, um, he has tags in Florida. Starting uh, the 15th was when they, their season started. Nice. Uh, and they they can go. They're like Louisiana, where it's more like deer season, right? Where they can just do whenever. Yeah, yeah they the they uh, they get so many tags that they have so many tags available, and you that you can buy. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. It's kind of. I think he had sixteen or eighteen tags or something. He had personally, hmm. and then he can buy them from other other farmers and stuff too. You know, I think. That's yeah. the way he explained that to me. I'd like to go to Florida to go. Uh, I was reading about their iguana problem they have there. They say you, you can basically, as long it's a private land access issue, kind of like we have here. But yeah. uh, iguanas, they treat them like we do wild hogs, feral hogs. It's, really? Yeah, it's just if you can kill, a, if you see a thousand of them and you can kill all a thousand, please do. And so people are coming up with all kinds of crazy iguana meat recipes selling them and yeah i I have heard that people are eating them i did Mm. hear that i like iguanas i like iguanas too the problem is there's too many of them they're not native to florida and people brought them as pets and turned them loose and they're saying and that's what that's what happens with that's the best analogy for bow fishing too i mean Mm -hmm. Nobody really fishes for buffalo, carp, or gar. They just overpopulate. Yep. No natural predators, really, other than your alligator gar or a bass whenever, you know, they're, they're when carp and buffalo are really small. But other than that, they just don't have any predators, you know? Yeah. I wish they need to do, I don't know, some kind of promotion for those uh, up northern, I guess they're moving south, but those Asian carp. And the yeah. snakeheads and stuff, they need to do something to make that I as popular one in Louisiana. as well. Did you? Golly. Yep. I didn't realize they were that far south already. Yeah, he was about 30 pounds. We were fishing, and Man. he jumped up out of the water right by my head and landed in the water, and I thought, what was that? And then it turned, and I saw it and shot it, and it was a 30-pound Asian color. Wow. Yeah, they've got big heads in Louisiana, too, now. Really? That's not yep. good. No. Well, we need, so, I think we ought to try to go over to Louisiana bow fishing, buddy. Yeah. Well, you know, you got the Mississippi River dumping out right there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Everything. Once it gets in there, there, yeah, they can go. They can go wherever. Yeah. Bow fishing is fun. Bow fishing is a lot of fun, and the bigger you get, the easier it'll be to do. I almost hit one. I almost yep, hit Mary, one. Uh, when Marion went, uh, Marty helped her by holding like holding her bow with her. And yeah. she came... Uh, a hair away from she, hitting yeah, this alligator literally gar. just uh, yeah, was a carp. Carp. Yeah, she was real close to hitting this carp. That's cool. Yeah. She, My daughter sits on the boat with a big net and catches minnows and shad all night. <laughs> well, that'll work too. That's what Jodo could do. Turtles, oh my goodness. <laughs> when um, we would go fishing on land, 
Daddy and Tristan would go, would do the actual fishing, and I would just leap in puddles trying to catch a, a minnow, a memo, whatever they're called. That, that's know. part of being a little kid. I did that too, playing yeah, around with minnows. My mom they're always so tells me stories when I was little. I would catch all the minnows, you know, and <laughs> then whenever it was, well, we were camping and we'd go to bed, and I'd put minnows in my pocket so nobody would take them. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Then I'd wake up mad they were dead. <laughs> My little friends. Yep, I yeah, understand I that. I guess I wasn't a real smart little kid. Well, that's part of how you learn. That's me and the guys at work yesterday were talking about uh, kind of city kids versus uh, country kids and how. Well, the difference is unreal. Mm-hmm. Well, and just how, like, kids today. You know, they don't know where their meat comes from. Like, you go to the grocery store. You know, when I was a kid and you went to the grocery store and bought meat, you bought a shoulder or a rump or whatever. And now it's named after what it's called in a restaurant. It's you're buying a T-bone or whatever. So it's just the language is even moving further away from kids being able to know what that is that they're eating. Yep. And that's, that's sad. And the emotional lesson, the emotional experience you get when you, like, go out and kill a chicken to eat for dinner that night, a chicken that you helped raise. Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of being a human. And that's, so many kids don't know what that feels just like. Just like November 28, 1989, I shot my first deer. There you go. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know? probably gonna end up eating our chickens but the cat got to it first yeah we were raising it tristan has uh has not killed a deer yet but he did kill a 200 pound hog nice and well you i was tristan's age i was 12 deer? you're 12 there you go i was 12 i thought tristan's shot a deer before no he hasn't he's never even shot at a deer um oh, and actually i saw that you're uh so you're kind of in your phone comes across as being Palapinto area. Yes, sir. I'm from Gordon. Okay. Well, that's uh, Tristan, that Palapinto State Park. That's where Tristan shot that hog. It was oh, okay. their first ever deer hunt as being a Texas Parks and Wildlife property. And uh, he could shoot deer hogs, but not a single legal deer came to the feeder. A huge buck. Yeah, that's the the new park they built there outside of Strawn. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So we yeah, ate, yeah. ended up eating several chicken fried steaks at Mary's, uh, which yeah. is uh, it's funny. We just I'd never even heard of Strawn before he drew that tag, and yeah. so we went. I'm not a Strawn fan. Really? <laughs> that's our big rival. No, I got you. <laughs> well, that, We're eight miles apart, so that was our big rival. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> That, yeah, we ended up... Uh, I know everybody over there got a lot of friends over there. <laughs> but we always give each other heck when it comes to Gordon and Strawn. Yeah, there you go. Good. We we didn't... Where I went to high school, we didn't have any rivals. We just lost to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we were, yeah we, I worked at... You know, I worked at the, uh, at the New York Hill there. Whenever I was at high school. Yeah. And, uh... I've spent a lot of time out at the castle. Worked out there some, you know, about half fence place there. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's my hometown area. Nice. Yeah, I like that area a lot. We where we were 
uh, where we set up to hunt, it was just like this gorgeous view. I got a lot of pictures of it. They, uh, they, you know, state parks. I don't really like hunting anymore. I've kind of stopped putting in for tags on the state park ones. All that was burned off a few years ago. Well, my big problem with they run state parks different than they do the WMAs on deer hunts because it's a hundred percent of the state parks we've hunted. Uh, you have to hunt in their box blinds, and so you don't get to scout your own spot. You don't get to do any of that oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, know? everybody's got sections. Yeah, and and like even one of them we went to last year was so jam packed full of people. That they said you got to sit in this box and aim down this lane that we mowed at this feeder, and you can't go more than like twenty or thirty degrees off of that lane, or you're gonna be putting somebody else in danger. And I'm like, yeah, that's not even fun. That barely feels like hunting. It seems more yeah, like hunting I'm, people I'm at that not, point. I mean, it's better than not going at all, I guess. But yeah, yeah. That's where we saw all those turkeys. Yeah, exactly. We saw like forty turkeys there, and uh, not a uh, single legal deer. <laughs> they like just came around. I'll tell you, Palapena County is one of the toughest counties in Texas to hunt. Yeah, really? I bet that wouldn't feel uh, like the hunting. The deer are just so smart. Really I educated. That, I bet that would feel like paintballing in the forest. Paintballing in the forest. I don't know. With a real gun. I don't understand that analogy, Mary. Me neither. But okay. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we we saw some big we saw one real big deer, but that hunt was on was a uh, does and spikes only. Yeah. And uh but yeah, so the only deer that actually came and spent time at the feeder was his trophy uh eight, six or eight point, I can't remember, but eight it was point. like good mass on it and everything. It's you know, he's a wall hanger. Yeah. And it yeah. was like we just because had to watch him. Smart. The spots and those knew they were getting shot at, so they stayed hidden. <laughs> yep. But we we were the only people there. Yeah, we ended up being the only people, and nobody else showed up there. It was weird. It was cool. Yeah. But I bet it was fun getting to have the whole thing to yourself. Oh, it's a lot of fun. All, nobody, all else stealing, fun. nobody else stealing your animals? Well, then we took, you know, normally you shoot a 200-pound hog, you know, and you just leave him or... You know, take the teeth yeah. out or something. But I was like, you know what? It was the end of the hunting season. I was like, let's try to eat him. You know, at least the backstrap. So we just backstrapped him and uh, turned it into tamales, and they were pretty good. You know, I've eaten slow three hundred and fifty pound boars before. Really? And they were great. Yeah. You just slow cooker them, or? Well, I'll tell you the first thing I do is I put it. I, Load it up in the back of the truck on a trailer or whatever, and I go to the car wash. Really? That makes sense. That's a good And I washed a crud out of them. I mean, that's the thing. All that crap, that all that stink and that, that mm. oil and musk and all is in that hair. And when people, when they skin it, you know, they use the same knife to cut all the meat off and all that junk's on that, and it gets in the meat. Yeah, that makes sense. I, so I washed, I, and that has always been a good thing, you know, to me, even some really, so we used to guide hog hunts for dogs back whenever I was in, um, oh, early 2000s. Yeah. We ate a lot of big stuff. It's cutting out again. I was just washing everything on the front. Elephant? I can't understand him. Yeah. We're, uh, you're cutting out. I don't know if it's the cell phone or if it's the... 
could it could be. Okay, now now you're back strong. Oh, okay. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah, I've eaten some big pigs and they weren't bad, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd always like. My stepdad and uncle, you know, they'll just leave them. Like, of course, you know, they'll shoot enough of them. Back when oh. they were on a deer lease, they'd yeah. shoot enough of them in a year. They're just like, eh. Eventually, they're... lots of cows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Rac- they uh, raccoons they... need to eat. And I think inherently, some of them are just bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, of course, at the same time, I got, there's ranchers out where I live doing the helicopter hunts, and, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say it like I know for proof, you know, I could prove it in a court of law or anything, but I, everybody here knows that they're hauling them in illegally. Yeah. You know, and you look at how much money they can make off a helicopter hunt, and I'm like, yeah, I might. Talk myself into that too. Once the hogs start to disappear, <laughs> it's. I mean, man, they. You're just. You know, they they made that legal, thinking it would help to get rid of hogs or lower the numbers at least, and it's doing the opposite. I think because they made it so profitable to have hogs in yeah. the place. Well, you know, the that and and whether issue that I've seen is. is You've got to have a lot of property. Yep. And, and a lot of these guys are crossing, <laughs> crossing the lines on accident, you know, with the helicopters. And, and it's that I've seen that cause some issues, but mm-hmm. the uh, they're pricing people out of it. That's the thing, you know. But, yeah. but I get you got to make money too. So it's a tough deal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there just isn't a good solution for them. I mean, Tannerite's probably the best solution that I've seen. Tannerite and trapping, I mean, obviously they get educated eventually on trapping, so I think. Yeah, you know, uh, I think, I know at one point in time that they had shut down, I I think they've reopened, but uh, there's a good market for the hog meat and stuff, you know, overseas. Really? You know, and if if they would make it easier you know, to be able to transport that, it would bring the, it would make the trapping a lot better, you know? Yeah. People, people are willing to spend a little time and money if they're going to, you know, break even. Yeah. Or even make a couple of dollars, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's a lot of work for nothing. Yeah, it is. So if something, if something doesn't have a value, it's just like the animals in Africa. Without mm-hmm. hunters in Africa, the animals don't have a value, so therefore they're just they are poached and killed off. Yeah, you know, by us having hunters go over there, we're actually putting a value on the animals, which is saving the animals' life. Yes, it is. You know, no, it's kind of a kind of a weird situation, but I know it sounds but, it's counterintuitive, but it's definitely yeah. proven that that's how it works. Well, it would. If they'd put a value on these pigs, you know, shipping them overseas or whatever, it would put more interest in them and more people would go about trapping and selling them and this, that, and the other. And, and it would, it, you're not going to ever get rid of them, but it would sure help. It would help us get to a controllable number. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 
We may not drop their numbers, but if we could keep them where they are, that's better than them increasing. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But. Um, all right. Did y'all come up with any more questions, either bow fishing or gator? Hmm? Um. You get on your microphone, Josie. That's okay. You forgot. Tristan, you got any? Uh, not really. I've been thinking about hogs now. Yeah. Oh, well, um, how do you cook alligator? Did you hear that, Tim? How do you hook alligator? Cook it. Oh, cook? Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I like fried alligator. There you go. I know. I, f I remember my question. I now. mean, like... Let Marion finish with hers. I've never, I've never killed, taken an alligator, so I've never tried grilling or anything like that. I've just eaten um, them, you know, when I've gone out to eat. So I'm anxious to try grilling some and smoking a little bit and, and seeing, you know, what I like. Yeah, it'd be good to have a, a an abundance of gator meat for all, all the little things that we thought out of over the yeah, years. Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, so do you, like, skin it like you do with deer and gut it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you just, it's um, a lot harder to skin it. Yeah. Because it has tough, hard scales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there. I think, I don't know, I guess someone, I'm going to take <laughs> 10 snips, kind of like I would with an alligator gar. Uh, you know, like this cuts like I do on a deer or whatever, but uh, I'm guessing it's like you need like something a lot more than just my skin and knife to get through that hide. Yeah. I've never done it, though. I think the bellies are, are soft enough. You know, you can cut between the the scales and go up and, and be able to, to gut them that way. I think it's fairly simple. Okay. I'm going to... I'm gonna bring all of it, so ho hopefully I get to try it. Saws out and a chainsaw. And a <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Josie. I'm gonna get in there one way or another. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Josie, what do you got? Um, what should you shoot a deer with? What should you shoot a deer with? Okay. Oh. You know, I I'll tell you what my favorite answer to that to what you should shoot a deer with question. Mm-hmm. My favorite answer is. Whatever's legal and you want to use. Because yeah. if that gets you in the woods, that's what I'm talking about. Shotgun. I don't care if it's high fence, low fence. Doesn't matter to me. Archery or rifle or crossbow. There you go. There you go. That, yeah. That's just cool. my personal belief on it. Um, one time, actually during bow fishing, when we were done, Daddy broke an alligator gar's nose. Did I? Yeah, he oh, broke trying to. Yeah, he broke his nose. He was trying broke to. Broke his nose. I was trying to stuff him he in the was, cooler. Yeah, he was trying to close oh. it in the cooler, <laughs> and then he accidentally hit his cracked nose. His, yeah, cracked his, his nose. The beak, open. I guess you'd call it. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, you don't eat their nose anyway. That's right. Uh, it's still <laughs> hilarious. We did. Uh, we put some. Had some pretty cool pictures on. Uh, on the Instagram where we like had it nailed to an old board and opened it up. Yeah. Uh, I guess well on deer you'd call it a poacher queen where you're just you know the back. I mean you know this better than I do. I'm saying it more for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but it was pretty neat. We had all these old rusty nails like opening it up and stuff. But we, uh, I want to get 
go out and get some more and try because Marty had told us to do it like a lobster boil or crab boil or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah and, like uh, a shrimp boil. Yeah, so I want to try that. We tried it. We cooked it like uh, catfish, like breaded, like like you would catfish, just because I wanted yeah. to be able to compare it to something I knew my palate is more used to and um, and go from there. And then so the next time we're going to try what Marty said with that shrimp boil stuff because that looks pretty good too. Yeah. But I don't see any reason not to eat a gar, you know, uh, other no, than they're... it being so small it's a pain to clean. Yeah, I mean, they're not they're not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when you do it in a shrimp bowl, it's kind of like imitation crab to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that you makes know, sense. consistency and all, and it tastes good. Yeah, the meat, the, the meat's good. Texture. Yeah, it's real white, flaky meat. Yeah. It ain't bad. Y'all ate it, didn't you, girls? Ate what? The gar, gar. alligator gar. Remember when we fried yeah, it? Yeah, and you had those weird hush puppy looking. Things. Yeah, we did hush puppies with them too. I don't oh, like hush eat, puppies. Eat it while it's warm. Once it gets cool, it's like a rubber ball. Mm-hmm. That's right. But when it's warm, it's good. We did eat them. Yeah, Tristan, you got anything? Mm-mm. No. All right. Uh, Tim. I think we're right on top of an hour recording. Uh, do you, uh, which is usually about the length of our podcast. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to plug GarQuest or? Uh, I mean, you know, I want to tell Tristan good luck. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck. Um, y'all be safe, and I, I look forward to seeing pictures with, of you with that big alligator. Yeah. That'll be if fun. If he gets one. Yeah, I hope to see yours too. Uh, and you're going the weekend before us, so. If you if you're yeah I'm going during the week. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the week. 12, yeah, yeah. 12, 13, 14. Yeah, because they do the adult hunts during the week and the kid hunts in the weekend, so they don't mess with school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, if you if you let, definitely hopefully you can text me some tips. <laughs> when, um, when, if I if I have to catch a eight inch long one by hand to get one i'm gonna catch something <laughs> probably just catch a mosquito bite but we'll see what happens yeah well, good luck to y'all and y'all be safe going down there yes sir tim thanks for being on the podcast thank you yes no problem all right y'all uh out there in podcast land go to garquest.com and just look up garquest on facebook any of that stuff will get you there and uh, it's yes, sir. Tim in the northern part of Texas and Marty in central Texas. And uh, they're all good guys. And you can look on their Facebook and see all the really awesome gar- – yeah, you had a good trip last night, it looked like. Yeah, it was a pretty good trip. We saw – I saw one grass carp, uh, the second one I've ever seen in this lake, but I bet he was – he had to have been over 60 pounds. He was huge. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a tree laying there, and then as I looked back, it swam off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it was a pretty good trip. I had a good group of guys last night. So. All right, cool. Cool. Very cool. That's it's you Really, you can't beat it. Like, being out in the middle of the night shooting, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I can't even nice describe cool how much time of year at night. Yeah. You know, compared to daytime. Yeah, and y'all are getting. We went around this time last year with Marty on one of uh, our trips, and man, yeah. we just didn't see anything of any real size. But you're seeing some real good big ones, and I'm and Marty is too. So yeah, it's, it's more it's of the, so man, it just varies. 
the amount of rain versus temperatures and storms and barometric pressures and there's just so many variables you know like any other animal yeah yeah but try to stay we try to stay on top of it and you know we fish enough that we kind of can keep up with it so yeah that makes sense well all right josie uh you want to sign us off you mary do you remember all the the online stuff to plug do it you let her do the online stuff and you'll do the sign off okay okay tim i want to thank you again and we're gonna sign off and then i'll stay on the phone to uh, say goodbye to you and all that good stuff after the sign off okay all right marion say what's our instagram at at wilderness underscore law. Am I getting that right? There you go. That's perfect. You did it exactly right. And then Twitter's the same. Right. What's the website? The Wilderness Law Podcast. No, I don't think it's the. It's just Wilderness Law dot. I'm bad at Wilderness Law dot US. There you go. Very bad at And then on Facebook, we're the Wilderness Law Podcast. Yep. There you go. Josie. Thank you for listening to the Wilderness Law Podcast. There you go. And everybody say bye. 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 All right. Thanks.